0: Hello and welcome to Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi, where I give you insight of what some people, including myself, may go through during depression. This podcast is about self reflection, being positive, and walking into a new journey of happiness. Again, this is Therapy Session with me, your girl Zodi. Please make sure you follow me on all social media formats, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Again, this is Therapy Session with Me, Your Girl Study. Hello everybody and welcome back to Therapy Session with Me, Your Girl Study. I hope you guys enjoyed and understood episode of you know me and my trauma and what somebody could possibly also be going through if they are depressed or dealing with anxiety. Now depression can mean so so many things but feeling self-doubt and sadness can creep over you like a bug like something just lingering over you can make you think of so many things that it hurts you, hurts your spirit, hurts your soul. And for me, it's been hard to push those feelings back, but they always seem to come lingering in like a bullet. So when I get even more depressed, it hurts even more. It makes me sad. It makes me want to just like don't care about life anymore. And people seem to have that feeling when they're going through depression sometimes. So depression can mean so many things. You just, you don't really see it because people don't really say that they're depressed. Sorry, that they're, sorry, that they're depressed. So depression can be, can take over your whole spirit. And again, people don't really see it because you can cover it up really good. And I feel like I've done that. I feel like I've I've covered up my depression for so very long that I don't think anybody knew I was depressed. But continue on to the story from uh, last week, um, so after dealing with that whole situation with Dean, I slowly got over the fact of all that shit that he put me through and, you know, I tried to move on with my life. So, started a new school, started culinary school, which was amazing for me because I always enjoyed cooking and learning about different ingredients and you know we'll talk about sauce and different cultures of food so that was that was really fun for me. I really learned a lot, I enjoyed so much stuff. But um, it's it's the pressure of it was starting to get a hold of me because in culinary school especially working in a restaurant it's so fucking fast paced and quick and you just got to do this and this and this and this. So it was really hard for me to get the quickness of it that I, I told myself I can't do this anymore. And that's where, you know, depression, the fucking bitch, you know, she starts to linger again. She's, She'll tell me, oh, bitch, you can't do this. You don't know how to cook. You'll never never do this. You'll never be this. And I will go back to just feeling sad and not giving a shit. But I tried to hold that in. So that's where baking, actually baking, brought me some type of happiness to where I could create Different sweet ingredients and make it into something spectacular through my own mindset of how I want it to look. So that really helped me in a way that kind of helped my anxiety a little bit. But once I started, you know, I kind of started getting to the gist of baking it kind of flourished into something spectacular to me. So after I graduated uh, from culinary school, I told myself, you know what? I wanna have my own business. I wanna do something great with this. So after I uh, graduated from culinary school, I said, I decided I'm going to, I wanna have my own bakery. So I would start, you know, thinking of different ingredients and recipes, and I would write it down. But through that, I kind of got distracted with other stuff. So at the time, I was still working at the church, at my church I was working at. And, you know, there would be times. Excuse me girls. <laughs> there will be times there were a lot of guys that I would be flirting with, which was bad for me. I can say I was acting like hell, which I kinda was. Um, so during that time I would talk to a different lot like different guys, but there was one person that Kind of creep me out a little bit. And we're going to call him Joe. Not the Joe from you, but we call him Joe. So Joe was very weird. I must say he was very weird. And I didn't quite understand the things that he would do sometimes. So it kind of... Uh, It just kind of rubbed me off in a weird way. So there was one day um, that my friends just decided to say, hey, we're going to take you out on a blind date. Come to find out it was a double date. And I was stuck with Joe. I didn't know this and I was pretty upset about it. So, we ended up going to the movies. I think we went to go Uh, I think we went to go see Twilight. I don't know. I think it was I don't know if it was I don't think it was probably Breaking Dawn, but I don't know. I think it was. But anyways, we went to go see that and he was sitting next to me. So, I was literally trying to not sit next to him. But he kept following me, so it made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, so we, we were sitting down next to each other. And he just kept, I could feel, I could literally feel him staring at me and just asking, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. And he touched my legs. I'm just like, what the fuck? is he doing right now so i kind of just moved his his hand away from me so i really really felt uncomfortable so i just i just really couldn't wait till the movie was over because the whole fucking time i just felt him staring at me like it just felt really creepy um so, after that weird double date, which pissed me off, um, next day at work, it's pretty much the same doing doing our daily cleaning and all that stuff. and uh, Rufus was still working there, I think at the time. Um, no actually, no, he wasn't. So he stopped, he left, but we still like kind of kept in contact with each other. And, um, you know, sometimes go over there, which, I mean, I don't regret it, but sometimes I do regret, keep going over there to talk to him, even though I knew really, really what he wanted. I knew what he wanted and I just, I just kept going over there which was bad on my part. So I we'll would still go over there and talk to him. And then it was like, we would still chill and hang out. And then it was one day when we ended up moving from our apartment complex. And he, I told him where we were moving. He was He was kind of upset because... He didn't want me to move. But I told him I wasn't living that far. So I told him where we were moving to. And it was one day he came over. I let my friend come over too because I really wasn't at the level where I trust to be alone with him, even though I was alone, but he was in my house and my mom was upstairs. So I didn't trust the fact that he was we were alone together. So after my friend left. Which I didn't want her to leave, but shit happens. He stayed over there with me, and I was in bed. So he was on the floor. Luckily, nothing happened. But I could I could sense that he wanted to do something. So I kind of pushed that off. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Especially not while my mom is upstairs. So um Back to work with Joe. He ended up quitting or he got fired. I can't quite remember, but um, come to find out a couple months later, he would come up to the church looking for me and my other coworker, and so... I knew something was wrong with him because he was stalking us. I knew something was wrong because it's like, with me, if I feel like I don't like your vibe or something is wrong with you in a creepy type of way, then I know. So when I told everybody in the beginning, when he first came, I said, yo, something is not right about this dude. He got some creepy, stalky vibes. And it's like, oh no, he's fine. Da, da, da. So when he ended up coming back to the church and stalking me and my coworker, I was like, oh, okay. So now now, now y'all see what I was talking about. The dude's a fucking creep. Nobody wanted to believe me. But it's like, okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's totally fine. I get it. Whatever. So after that. Still dealing with trying to do my baking stuff and do all this other stuff. Um, I went back to school. Um, so this is before I was stuck with Rufus. So before we get into that, pause, rewind. There was one night, I think it was like three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I got this long-ass fucking story time paragraph message from Rufus. Now, at the time, I really... Like, we wasn't, like, in a relationship because I wasn't ready for that. But he was, like, I guess off and on with this girl named fucking like, Mercedes-Benz. Um, and... I didn't know this, but I found out, because I'm very observant with people. So when I found out that he was with her, I'm just like, this nigga, really? So the long paragraph story time message that I got from him, he was basically telling me how he loved me. And I'm just like, what? And he he still couldn't believe that he saw me naked or whatever. And it was just, I'm just like, is he fucking kidding me? So I'm just like, I didn't know how to respond, but in the back of my mind, I'm just like this nigga just wanna fuck. That's how I felt. He just wanted to fuck me, and I I was not gonna let that happen. I was not gonna just let anybody fuck me because that that shit was not gonna happen. And on the fact I was, I continued still drink, dealing with my trauma, so I was not gonna let none of that happen. So next day me and my friend, she wanted to, I think she wanted to go over to his house and I was like, cool, whatever, I wasn't doing anything. So we ended up going to his house, just chilling, watching TV and whatever. So I was just sitting there watching TV and he was like across from me and my friend was like sleep next to me and I could just feel him looking at me and I'm just like, and. And like we in the same room. We're in the same room. And he just he you know, he just fucking texted me and shit. I'm just like, what? What do you want? Right. He he was like constant just fucking staring at me. I'm just like, I cannot believe this shit here. Like he really? Really? So it was weird to me. So like two three days after we um left well we weren't well we weren't seeing him or whatever um I found out that he was still with his girl so I was like this nigga think I'm stupid I found out he was still with his girl and he was trying to make me his side bitch and I was like, I'm not, gonna deal with that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So, blocks him off, everything. So yeah, that was that was it. So that small portion of my life, it kind it didn't make me depressed, but it kind of made me like, sad, like. Why did I put myself through that shit? Why did I deal with somebody like that? And then I of course I would blame myself for it that I put myself through that situation, not thinking. Like I feel like if I had the mindset of what I am today to where I was, like I would I would not be talking to him. I would never would have talked to him at all if I knew that shit would have happened to me. Never. I never would have talked to Joe. Like, never. But going back to working at the church, as I said, was kind of a hoe because I flirted with a lot of people. That's just me. I flirt. I'm a Libra. I flirt. So there was... A couple of guys that I would flirt with, and at the time I didn't, I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit about my body or whatever. Let's call him Craig. So Craig was Hispanic, and I thought I thought he was adorable. Like he was short and he was cute, so I would fuck around with him. And I I could tell that he wanted to fuck me. I really could tell that he wanted to fuck me. So, knowing me not giving a shit about anything at that point. He wanted to touch my boob, and I let him do it. Yeah, I let him do it because I was like, I don't give a shit. I let him do it, and it was another. <laughs> it was another guy I let do that to me too. Um, I'm gonna call him Kyle. Like, Kyle, when you first came to the job, I'm like, hmm, looking kind of tasty there. But he was younger than me, so I kind of felt like a pedophile. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. But, like, years go by. He was still working there. Like, two years later, um, he was sorting with me, and I was too. And I let him do the same thing to me, and then... After that it was weird. I mean it wasn't weird, but often on I would flirt with him a lot at work. It was fun. Like to me it was fun. I didn't care. But it was it was fun while it lasted. But after that I just felt like Ugh. I felt ashamed of myself. <laughs> I really did. Like I was I was a hoe. I was such a fucking hoe at that place. I would get I would, you know, dudes would flirt a lot with me, and I would do it. I just let it happen. I didn't really care at that point because I was a bit. By the way, I was a big flirt, so I let shit happen. But enough about that. That shit was crazy to me. How all that shit happened, but during that time, depression would. Slow down just a little bit. It wouldn't be as bad as it was in the past for me. Again, depression is for me is like it'll come and then it'll go. Like shit will be fine at one point in my life and they'll, then it'll come back to me. It'll be ridiculously terrible. But after, during the church, I had difficulty finding myself even though i knew how it was but i had trouble finding myself and understand why i would do things that i do like continually flirting with guys and just being a hoe like i didn't have sex with any, any of them or we did anything like really sexual i just i just continue like to flirt with them and i didn't think anything of it it just happened today like i feel i don't know anymore but going back to baking which kind of helped me be a little bit happy inside I would get different jobs, like, especially when it comes to baking. I worked at a bakery for only for, like, a year and a half. And at the time, I was working there, and I was working at the church, and I was working at another job. So, I was basically working three jobs at the time. So, it was... It was very stressful to me to try to work three jobs and go to school at the same time. So it was hard. And, you know, slowly stress and depression started to come back because I was working so much. I didn't have time for myself. I didn't have time to relax. I didn't have time to do anything. So negative thoughts started to come back to me, and I would just, be sad and depressed and just like I can't do this you know do I even deserve to be here doing all this stuff and I'm not happy so of course suicidal thoughts came back in my head constantly 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 I was sit in my car I'm like okay do I want to drive over a cliff right now because I kind of do That's that's that was my thought process. Just like, do I want to drive over a cliff right now because I can't do this anymore? So that kind of broke me a little bit working so much and being stressed out and really not caring about my life or my health or anything like that. So After quitting the bakery, it kind of felt a little bit better. I wasn't working too much, but I was still working at the church. And um, the church, I was working there for a good seven years. So I dealt with a lot of stuff there. I, like, really dealt with racism there. I did. Because there would be things that members would say to me or other people that I'm just like, that's really not Christian-like to be talking to somebody like that. So there was one incident, I was cleaning one of the glasses in one of the main areas at the church and somebody just came up to me and said, It's like, oh, oh, I wish I had you at my house cleaning for me. I'm just like, I just laughed it off. I really want to say, bitch, are you fucking serious right now? Does it look like I want to work for you? Like, I can tell, like, my sense and my keen about people, I can tell their intentions. So I knew that her comment was being racist. Like, who's, really? Does it look like I want to work for you, white lady? I don't. Let me be and go about your business. So working at that place had me stressed out for a bit. It really did. Um. But I continue to work hard. And soon I became supervisor, which was cool, which was fine i I actually enjoyed it. I got you know got some leadership skills in there, so that kind of helped me. but I'm gonna end it with that, guys. if you have any questions or concerns for me or have any questions or Anything like that, please feel free to send me a message on my Instagram or my Spotify. I will truly appreciate it. Again, my can follow me on my Instagram poet exodia. Make sure you do that. But we're gonna end it with a poem for today, guys. No title. My mind is on a turntable creaking leaking a familiar liquid falling down my wrist my wrist in the back of my mind i want to slip pain comes at me like a dagger pulling the trigger will that make me die faster okay guys i hope you enjoyed this episode of this podcast for today, please, again, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter for more content, and also follow me on my YouTube channel. That is Zodis Universe on YouTube. You can watch me and all my antics and read my poetry to you guys. But again, I love you guys so much. I'm sending all my positive thoughts, my positive energy to each and every one of you guys. I love you so much I'm out